Hello, and welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast from Eastlake Tri-Cities Church. My name is Megan, and with me is Brent. Hey, everybody. Hey. It's like spring outside. It is. It's really nice. It's March. Welcome to March. Welcome to March. Women's History Month. Women's History Month. International Women's Day is on the 8th. Yeah. Yeah. Next Monday. That's exciting. I know. Are you uh, you doing anything special to celebrate? Uh, probably not. I mean, I might like read a book. Is there anybody, any author, any feminist author that you read, or any no. shows that you watch? Or no? not really? None of that. Um, I I have a dream of. <laughs> oh, that was last month. <laughs> yeah, um, of like having a scientist of the month board up in my classroom. Oh yeah. So I don't know that it will. I mean, you know, COVID. Speaking of which, you started uh, today with your first class. I, I keep feeling like I keep saying this, but this I was know. your first class with not just freshmen, like everybody uh-huh. in there. So all of A group students were there yeah. who were coming to. A group being Monday, Tuesday people. Uh-huh. Who are coming to in-person school. Do you feel like you're getting used to the schedule yet? No. Yeah. Um, It just is. It just still take a little while. We, we've been waking up. Uh, early so that London uh-huh. will see her parents before she goes off to school. <laughs> so it's actually required a lot more for us because her bus comes at 6.26 yeah. in the morning. Uh, oh, I thought it was 6.30. Oh, it might be. Yeah, it might be 6.36. Uh-huh. It's one of those two. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's early. And so we set. <laughs> I set my alarm for 6. I to, feel like she could walk to McLaughlin earlier like and leave later. Uh, probably. She rides on the bus for like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> That's a long walk, though. I mean, it really would be. Uh, I know, but it's like. It's a mile and a half. Yeah, that's we do, doable. We do a loop. Yeah, I mean, on a nice day, it would be it would be nice. Yeah, but if I'm it's not windy saying, and cold out now. Uh, whatever, I'm not saying she hasn't she has asked to. us once yet to drive her there because if if she did sleep in and miss it, we could drive her there, mm-hmm. and you know, we she wouldn't have to be there till seven thirty. She literally rides on it's an hour and a half or a mile and a half from our house, and she's on the bus for fifty five minutes. That's because she must be early on. It's got to be. Yeah, she's yeah. got to be early in the yeah. route, but but she loves riding the bus with friends. So well, there you, you go. Know, whatever you got to do, what you got to do. Okay. She also started volleyball this week. Nice. Um, and, uh, so I picked her up from volleyball last week on Tuesday afternoon <laughs> and, uh, I was like two minutes late and I, I ne- never heard the end of it. Right. Cause she's standing out. Dad, you're late. I mean, she should know by Whatever. now. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so I said, how did it go? And she said, good. She missed Monday cause she didn't have all of her paper. Her physical oh, okay, paper yeah. wasn't in. So she, her Tuesday was her first practice. And I said, uh, and, and I said, you went good. Yeah. And I said, are you, are you like, you know, good or you i've never seen you play volleyball i didn't even know you were interested in volleyball so this is interesting i mean i feel like she's kind of tall for age i said are you like are you tall are you like the tallest girl on your team she's like no no no, i'm like middle of the road because she's but she's playing with a bunch of eighth graders yeah okay um and so i go okay well skill wise like are you good and she goes no i'm like the worst on my team (laughs) and but she's only in a block and they're practicing like on two different, I don't know how they're all doing it. There's only like six or seven girls in her squad yeah. thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I, there was one girl who did not have her paperwork in either. And she was just sitting on the bench. And I think I might be better than her, but <laughs> that, that's all I know. <laughs> so I was like, well, we got some work to do. So <laughs> got to start practicing. Yeah. That's what, that's what middle school sports are for though. Yeah. Is to, they just want everybody to do something right. and like get some instruction and get some experience and, like that's the purpose of middle school sports, yeah. By and large, so I so. went to Dick's Sporting Goods and I bought her a volleyball. Cause she didn't have a volleyball. All right. Did so you get like, her some knee pads? And I got her some knee pads, <laughs> like a good dad. <laughs> got her some nice night white Nikes. <laughs> it's good. So she's she's ready to go. I Are think you excited she, for the short spandex shorts that they wear as their uniform? No, I'm not excited for those. <laughs> not excited for those. Um, but. She should get tips from um, Leah Snyder. Yeah, I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She's a mm-hmm. volleyballer. Yeah. 
Um, so that'll be that'll be exciting. Um, yeah, middle yeah. school sports, and yeah. it, it, it's uh, it's a trip, man. I yeah. can't can't wait. And then she's gonna do basketball as well. That's the yeah. plan. So well, she, that's fun. And, and she is. I will say she has some skills in that one. They need to work on them a little bit, but um, she is a more natural talent in that area. Well, they, so that's good. We'll work just, with that. She just needs to remember to box out. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> How was your weekend? It was good. I my friend had his birthday on Sunday, so on Friday we had like a Zoom trivia night. Nice. Which his Did you crush him? <laughs> no, because um, I was all <laughs> by myself. I'm better on a team. Oh, like I can fill in gaps well. Yeah. Um, which was brings up the point. So the last time he had a birthday trivia night, I was on a team with his, with him and then one of his friends, who I don't know very well. But anyway, um, so I was on this team with the three of us, and we won. We won the trivia that night, and it became very clear on Friday that we won because of them, not because oh, of yeah. me. It's, yeah. <laughs> very clear. What's the common denominator yeah. here? I was like, oh, they're both doing really well, and I'm not. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> was it theme trivia, or was it yeah, just... Well, so it's kind of like about my friend Kyle a little bit, so his wife writes it. Okay. And so Got it's it. a little bit like based on, loosely based on his life. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, but there was one, I killed one category. It was like movie. It had a picture and then she like put Kyle's face in the face of the person. Um, and then you had to like guess the movie and I got all but one of those. Right. So nice. But in the other ones I didn't do super well. Let me, let me ask you in terms of like, we're talking about games and, and zooms and all that kind of stuff. You also played a, uh, madness, serial madness, uh, breakdown <laughs> challenge with my wife on Sunday. Yeah. Um, and I walked in late because I was doing other things, getting up there, and I found out that your top two cereals <laughs> were Lucky Charms, which is kind of understandable. I know that I don't like them personally, <laughs> but whatever. That's I I get it. It's it's a top ten cereal probably. And then Honey Bunches of Oats, yeah. which well, is honey a bunches crime of against oats. humanity. How in the world did you get that to be top two? That is, I think that was awful. me because I actually really like Honey Bunches oh. of Oats. So. <laughs> I thought it was my wife trying to be no. like, oh, we're going to do a non-sugary healthy option no, for our kids. No, but they're not even that non-sugary. No, I know. I know. It's, yeah, they're, it's a false. They're fairly false, sweet. Yeah. They're really good. We liked Honey Bunches of Oats in my house. That was like a treat kind of That's cereal. That's bonkers. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think maybe it was me a little bit. That one was really close, though. The Honey Bunches of Oats got in. I think it was the way the bracket was set up. Yeah. It was kind of like the way we did it. It was a little wonky. But... um. Yeah, it, I don't know. That's just how it happened. Yeah, well, I, I, uh, I <laughs> question the flawed some, method. There was a decent amount of lively debate. If that was it, so. a real, if that was a college basketball March Madness bracket, I mean, that would be story. like Eastern Washington <laughs> winning the the national championship. That would that's the equivalent in like a crossover. Says you no says America. <laughs> I checked. Honey bunches of oats are really popular. Everybody, everybody likes Only them. Only because they're on sale because nobody wants to buy That's them. Not true. That's absolutely true. <laughs> it's awful. What is your favorite cereal? Would you? I mean, oh, that I like that I eat the yeah. most, or like sugar? No, wise? like I mean, you know, you're trying to really spoil yourself. Oh, like, like probably cocoa puffs. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I uh, golden grams are mm-hmm. a good. I knew that for about me, you, and I love those. You uh, probably don't remember this, but after your accident, I like brought you guys food. Yeah. And one of the things I brought were like Golden Grahams Cheerio treats, kind of, or like Rice Krispie treats, but they were made with Golden Grahams and had Ooh. like marshmallows and M&Ms in them. Lordy. Yeah. I'll, I'll sure- be honest. I don't remember no, much. No, I know. That's, I don't expect you to. <laughs> <laughs> 
It could have been the drugs. It could have been so yeah. many things. So many things. <laughs> but I do remember Kylie at the time saying, oh my gosh, Brent loves Golden Grahams. I do. So. Yeah. And then weirdly raising nut brand, which I know is similar, like almost like a cousin to Honey Bunches yes! of Oats. It has the clusters. But, but raising nut brand is so good. And it's like, you know, I kind of think of it as healthy, even though that's just a sugar coating on those raisins. So you're like... It's not it's not healthy at all, but it is bran flakes, uh, I guess. My so. favorite like healthy cereal is raisin bran. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Did you watch yeah. Golden Globes last night? I did not. Uh are you a award so ceremony person at all? Uh, will you watch the Oscars or the Emmys or anything? Yeah, I often will, but yeah. I've gotten out of I honestly have gotten out of the habit of watching TV in general because I did grad school. And Good so for you. like I just don't usually watch TV on school nights anymore. Yeah. So I just talked to our friend Kim Rains mm-hmm. on the phone earlier today, and she's she just finished up graduate school, and she's like, "Yeah, I had to take a year off social media because I just couldn't do it with school." Yeah, and I'm just like, I got to be focused and make this thing happen. And she's like, "I feel so out of it," and yeah. she's like, "But I kind of don't want to go back." Yeah, <laughs> no, I get that. So I'm like, "Yeah, no, that's." Great. I wasn't quite that intense, but I like it was close. Yeah, and I TV is the one thing I haven't gotten back in the habit. I I spent way too much time. I missed last but. night as well. Um. And as I kind of forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Golden Globes are like, I don't know. We'll see. Do you even know who It's kind of like the Canadian football. I have no idea. Canadian <laughs> Football League. And you're like, ooh. I mean, it's football, I guess. But like, it's not really football. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Um, but anyways. So yeah. That was a non-starter. Non-starter. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up, Brent. I did see that Chadwick Boseman won oh, a Best good. Actor. Uh, best Actor. Po- posthumously. Yeah. Posthumously. Is that what you mm-hmm. How do you say posthumously? Posthumously. No, it's not. But it's posthumously, isn't it? I don't know. Maybe I read it wrong. I always, I mean, I think it's, I think it's spelled posthumously, but I think people say posthumously. Oh, okay. Posthumously. I don't know. Now now that you say it, it, now that you say it too loud, it doesn't work out, right? Just work with it. That's good. I've always heard posthumously. Okay. Well, now that you say it, now that it sounds better, (laughs) it sounds better the fifth time that you said it than the first time you said it, which is super weird. Now I'm thinking I'm wrong. You probably are. I mean, let's look at our track record. So. (laughs) Fair. Very fair. Uh, good. Yeah. Well, uh, so on Sunday, we continued our part two of our series, uh, How to Be Unlucky, mm-hmm. and looked at a parable that shows up in Luke chapter 16. Jesus is talking uh, to a bunch of disciples, but within earshot distance and knowingly so, I think, uh, with the Pharisees behind him talking about an expose really about money and and wealth and and um how they felt like he was relaxing the mark and and being, you know, loosey-goosey with kind of the morals and and he's kind of flipping on them going, you too, kind of man. I mean, like these, 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 uh, what, what was the, the one word that I, the, the money loving, money loving Pharisees. Yeah. yeah. Which is like a cuss word, which is so great. It actually sounds really money fabulous. Lovers. Yeah. You money loving Pharisees. <laughs> like it sounds amazing. I know it I does. I think I might actually start saying Yeah, that. it's really good. <laughs> You money loving punk. Like, think about that in politics. Uh-huh. If you could, like, really get somebody up there who's like, you know, dude, you you're so hypocritical in mm-hmm. everything you think about all this kind of stuff. You know, you you talk like you're for the every man, and then I I know that you just uh, I don't know vacation mm-hmm. to so and so or did something yeah. right. And I'm not right. bringing up Ted Cruz. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying <laughs> like those kind of things. No, 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 no. Like they're all taking vacations. Don't lie. Uh, and. Yeah, and you go and you money loving politicians, yeah, man. You money loving. So great. So great. 
I've noticed recently, instead of saying like stupid in class, I'll say that's silly because I don't want to I don't want to tell kids they're dumb for doing something. But so I'll be like, you're really silly for doing that. That's a silly question. <laughs> you're the silliest kid I've ever met. Did or, you get dropped? How did you get to be so silly? Did you get dropped on your head as a child? <laughs> Mostly I'll be like, if you're not following along and filling the blanks, that's really silly. Like <laughs> I'm giving you the answers right now. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and Luke, uh, 16 then in this mm-hmm. kind of parable story, it's, um, a rich man contrasted with a very, very poor man who dies and then they're in Hades together and, and they're separated by this chasm and this distance and he asks him for a favor and no, no, you're not going to do that. In your life, you had all the benefits and, and Lazarus didn't have any and now the roles are kind of reversed. Had hey, you, I mean, is this a, Jesus only had like what, 13, 16 parables? I mean, there wasn't that many, but it's not a very popular mm-hmm. one. It doesn't get brought up a lot. I mean, I know you've heard the story before. Was there anything about it, this read around that kind of stood out as different for you? I don't know that I would have been able to recall that as one of Jesus's parables, honestly. Okay. Like, you, so if I would have said, is this or is this not actually a Jesus parable? You would I have probably would have like, been like, it sounds like one. Maybe it's close enough. Yeah, but I don't know that if you'd been like, what name a bunch of Jesus parables? Yeah. I don't know that that's when I would have named to you. Ironically, I think the interesting thing about it is when you read it in isolation, you could potentially read it as a uh, exposition of life or the afterlife or rewards and consequences for that. Mm-hmm. And really, it shows up in several different passages, all relating to money and wealth and and opportunity. And so to read it in another way, or at least not to have that be a filter by which you read it, would be to kind of probably miss the point of what Jesus yeah. was talking about it, right? Well, yeah, and to recognize who he's speaking to, not just like his disciples, but the audience around him. Yeah. Like that, that's, I'm speaking to someone, but I know someone else is listening. Yeah, so we call that eavesdropping awareness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you leveraged that in the classroom as a teacher? I taught preschool for five years. <laughs> You have to, that is a <laughs> necessary requirement for preschool teachers is yeah. what I'm saying, is what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. Like you do that constantly. Yeah. But, um, did you, oh, did, you, did yeah. they grow out of it though? I mean, don't you? They do a little bit. Um, but there is some like, there's definitely still peer pressure that you can leverage. That's it. That's really what it is. It's leveraging peer pressure. So in preschool, if you get one kid to sit on the dot, then you can be like, oh, Brent, I love how you're sitting on the dot. That's so amazing. Thank you for making that choice. Right. And, and then all the other kids are like, oh, 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 oh I, 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 I want to do that. And so then you like go through, right, which is like hardcore manipulative and probably not like the best teaching principle. No, but um, it's very effective, especially at preschool, much less effective at high school level. I think at high school, it's more, I don't know, like it has to be a little more direct and See, I was thinking of when it comes to adults and or high school, college age students with the eavesdropping awareness, it's almost like you can have a conversation with them and begin to try and tell them about themselves, but use it in a third person narrative format to be like, hey, I know this guy mm-hmm. who like did all this, you know, whatever. And you, oh, I know, and you know that you're talking about this kid, but you're trying to make it sound <laughs> like it's some guy named Gary or Kevin yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, and them try and piece it together or connect the dots for themselves to be like, it's kind of me too. Right. You know what I mean? And, and maybe 
maybe they would, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that that's what Jesus was doing, but I think that that's a modern day kind of equivalency of it mm-hmm. is we say, man, I know this guy who just was terrible with his money and then just ended up not having, he didn't save a single thing for retirement. And then, you know, what's he going to do? <laughs> right. And your buddy's going, I haven't saved a thing for yeah. retirement. Like, <laughs> man. And they're going, yeah, that's ridiculous. This guy's crazy. What's the problem? Right. Um, and then hopefully maybe they would like see it in themselves. A yeah. Bit. Yeah. I don't know, but. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's definitely something that happens. So, uh, yeah. So we talked about uh, the two main pieces that I thought were interesting uh, was the awareness, eavesdropping awareness, and then the second part of the unreliable witnesses to the kingdom piece that I think is my favorite part because so often, like in his addressing to the Pharisees, we tend to have this really mean picture. We've talked about this before in this podcast about Pharisees and how we – you know, they're the they're the easy antagonist mm-hmm. in the story. They're the easy ones to connect the dots and be like, oh, yeah, they're the bad guys. Um, and yet when he's talking about wealth, he had far more easier targets to go to, right? Sadducees were the ones that were co-opting, you know, trying to co-opt everything with uh, the Roman Empire. They're the ones that had all the wealth. Mm-hmm. Pharisees were kind of like, we don't want the Romans here either. And, and we don't even want to be paid off and to think differently in this way. Uh, so it's weird to talk about wealth with them because there was far more easier targets. It's almost as if... Um, uh, somebody is chastising a middle-class person about mishandling wealth when you're like, hey, listen, man, <laughs> there's a lot of people who live on houses mm-hmm. on the hill that are really a lot nicer than mine or down towards the river and or in California or New York or wherever. Why are you taking that on me? And that would be kind of a uh, a pushback against Jesus having things to say about money in relation to the Pharisees. Um, and... Yeah, and, and so and then this, uh, yeah, just that that unreliable witness piece um, to the kingdom of him, really a way of critiquing them, but also offering a little bit of hope to perhaps an innocent bystander going, listen, I know that they have they have with them supposedly the religious authority to declare what is good and what is not good, what is clean and what is not clean, based on their recommendations. You can go to the temple or not go to the temple. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're just unreliable witnesses of the kingdom. And it's so badly what I want to say sometimes when, especially coming out of a heated political cycle where religion was often tied to, you know, a candidate or mm-hmm. a candidacy or a way of thinking and be like, that's the, that's the religious option. This is the non-religious religious option for people to be like, listen, I know just because they claim to be Christian, just because they're holding a sign that says yep. something about a Bible verse somewhere, that's an unreliable witness to the actual kingdom. Right. And I I don't have to, I'm I'm not attacking them. I'm actually, I'm doing it in such a way that my approach is towards the people who are, you know, are left with then making a judgment. And, 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 and so then I'm, I'm helping, I don't know. It's, I think it's a good, Mm -hmm. a good approach as opposed to just attacking the people holding the signs or doing this or whatever. And and you're just going to get nowhere with that. It feels like just to instead, not waste our time fighting those battles, but instead say that's an unreliable witness to the kingdom. Yeah. Let me show you it is a more reliable witness. Yeah, kingdom. being being a reliable witness. Yeah. And like I think the problem with the Pharisees is they sought social status and money status. So like they're money loving, not because they have money, they're money loving because they seek that. Right. Or yeah. and not just like money, but and like it w- yeah, it wasn't just that, money. Like like we talked about that the social, status, yeah. that um, doing things for self and putting self and centering self above centering others. And like Christ is calling us continually to decenter yourself, 
Yeah. Do not think of yourself first. And I mean, I struggle with that all the time. Like constantly. I'm always like, oh, that I was that was about me. Sorry. Like, you know, and so trying to like I often identify with the Pharisees more than I identify with so many other yeah. people because I grew up in the church, because I grew up in that system. And so like not like not speaking ill or not like saying I was necessarily damaged or whatever, but just like I grew up in that system. And so those are the people I'm going to identify with because I am in that system and I've had power and I've had privilege in that system. And so like I need to change how I think about that. And I need to remember that it's not about me. It's about others. And when I am looking at myself and like my own advantage over other things, then I'm I'm looking away from Christ. I'm looking away from what he wants my purpose to be. And so like, and that's what he's trying to point out is you are not seeing other people. And I, that's what I want from you. Right. Because when we're all other focused, like we're bringing injustice and we're bringing in all of these things that are going to bring the kingdom into heaven and onto earth. Right. And so I, I think that was for me the thing that I got from it. So, and I mentioned it in passing, and it's been a, a major part of a book that Lauren and I have been reading through, um, called Crucifixion. We're doing it in preparation, kind of for Easter, and her and I do some like theology books together. And it's by Fleming Rutledge. It's been a fantastic book, by the way, like five stars up to this point. But it's like huge, right? Yeah, it's really big. <laughs> it won like Christianity Today Book of the Year award okay, yeah. in like 2017 or 18 or something like that. So, um, but it's phenomenal, and we just got through a chapter talking about that word uh, diakonos, or uh, I can't think of the exact one, but it's the Greek word that is can be a lot of times translated as righteousness. So um, seek, for, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things we added unto you. That, ver- that word, depending on if you do a word study on that, can be translated as justice, and it seems to be interchangeable in those two things. And it takes on vastly different meanings when you think of it mm-hmm. um, in that way. So, you know, uh, when Jesus says, as we said in the Beatitudes on Sunday, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, we yeah. think when we read uh, hunger and thirst after righteousness, we think of them, blessed are people who really try and journal, read their Bible <laughs> and journal every day. And yeah. they're so disciplined and their prayer life, like they don't start their mornings before, their hunger and thirsting after a sense of a, a spiritual feeling um, a, a a sense of spiritual disciplines implemented. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that those are, are bad things, not, not necessarily, obviously. Um, but that word, when you read it as blessed are those who hunger and thirst after justice, mm-hmm. uh, after God's justice yeah. in the and world, that, that and it switches again. so differently. It's that switch from self-focused to others-focused. Yeah, yeah. Like thir- thirsting after righteousness, especially in the modern Christian church, has been explained as a self thing. Yeah. Righteousness is a personal thing. You do that you're on your own. If you're thirsting after justice, that's about somebody else. Yeah. That's about like a community. Maybe you're part of that community, but it's about the community. It's not just about you. Yeah. And so again, it's that f- it's that flip from am I focused on only me or am I focused on everybody else? Yeah. Who are you centering? Who are you focused on? And I uh, I didn't mention it on Sunday, but when you read the Beatitudes or those types of teachings and they show up in Mark, they read a little bit differently than they read in Matthew, right? So um, in Mark, when he and he doesn't have it as formulaic as Matthew has it. Matthew is presenting he 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 really teaches in like five teaching discourses of Matthew. If you read them, you'll be like, 
Jesus said this for a long period, several chapters, and then did some activity and then taught again. So he teaches in five different blocks. Mm -hmm. Mark does it more of a, I'm not trying to piece it together. I'm just trying to do a little bit more timeline, historical, that kind of thing. Um, And when Mark talks about Jesus teaching these things, it was basically blessed are the poor for they will inherit the earth, right? And then Matthew comes along and tries to almost, like he's doing his own theology. He's adding his own pieces in it by talking about blessed are the poor in spirit uh, for there's the kingdom of heaven, right? So there's there's definitely some some contrast between as soon as you add a little bit of a a qualifier to it, it changes how you read it and Mm -hmm. it goes against... Um, some like a poverty sort of blessed are the, the poor who have nothing versus blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed, which is, you know, maybe not necessarily better, but monetarily it's different. You're talking mm-hmm. about they, they might have money, but they're just poor in spirit because they've relied too much on their wealth to, mm-hmm. to, to and they, they live in that state where it's not bringing the happiness and fulfillment that they thought, that they thought it would. And, and they've always told themselves more and they have more. And then it doesn't, you know, it keeps, keeps the boundary line keeps moving. Right. Yeah. And uh, and even in the blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. That's uh, those are, that reads differently in Mark than it does anywhere else. I just thought that that was an interesting piece. That yeah. it wasn't worth going into on Sunday, but I thought podcast wise it would work. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, that's why it's important to read all of them, right? Yeah, you can see like the different angles and perspectives. I yeah. mean, Matthew was writing for a totally different audience than Mark, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, for so. sure. Um, Matthew's writing to uh, Jewish, like everything that he does is led with how do I convince a people coming up through Judaism to embrace Jesus as the Messiah? Mm-hmm. Um, and Mark is basically copying down whatever Peter told him and <laughs> is not is writing for a more general audience mm-hmm. um, and then Luke for more of a Gentile audience. So yeah, they're very they read very differently. And that's one of the prime examples was is that if you read what, you know, why are they so different? How do they read differently? A big example is, well, look at the Beatitudes. Look at where it starts. Yeah. yeah. But no matter what, it is Jesus saying, how lucky are the unlucky? And I've been reading through a a, a book on philosophy right now with um, uh, the Constellations of Philosophy by Elaine de Baton. And it talks about, he's going through all of the different, summarizing some of the major theses of of some of the guys who have written brilliant things about it. And the last chapter has been on Nietzsche, Frederick Nietzsche, and um, talking about how uh, his his issue with Christianity is exactly that, um, that it embraces this other, it, it, it's, it's all a will to power, right? And if you can't achieve it, then Christianity just says it must be a blessing. Lucky are the unlucky. Well, that's what unlucky people would say to kind of make the best of their situation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like the whole sour grapes idea. I didn't win. I'm not a winner that it's okay to not be a winner because I'm here. And and he would say, no, that's, that's crap. You know, <laughs> you should definitely go and win. You should be the Superman that makes it all happen. Um, it's very antithetical to Christianity. It's it, but th- that's, those are the two ways. Like I get it. Like I understand it is significant and unique when, when you just say Christianity is about the other, that is the, literally the essence of the Christianity piece. That is the outlook that changes. That is so brand new that maybe doesn't feel brand new to you, but you know, cause maybe we've been surrounded by it so much, or we live in a culture that is more sensitive to others now than, than ever, maybe ever before. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. That's maybe a, a more Christian thing, even though you would never say like, I don't know, you know, it's hard to say <laughs> America's <laughs> a more Christian nation now than it was however many years ago. You would never say that, but like that awareness, that spiritual awareness, like mm-hmm. I think that that's a, a big piece of it. So anyways, yeah. yeah. For sure. What else, anything else that you got that some notes it. that are on your phone? Oh, that was, 
that was it. Most of those are something interesting notes. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, well, good. So we're going to finish off the series this week. Exciting. And with part three. And we'd love to have you back if you're watching online at 10 o'clock or logging a little early to catch Megan and Kylie uh, with the pregame stuff. Or if you're interested in showing up in person, you can also RSVP for a spot for that. couple of weeks left of just 10 o'clock. And then we're talking about all the logistics that are going to be changing when we go to the 28th and with mm-hmm. kids and um, yeah, some, some cool, I think some, some fun surprises along the way. And we'll go to nine and 10 o'clock, uh, on that Sunday, uh, as well. Um, there had, there was some confusion this week. Um, <laughs> we did have a, 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 family show up at 11 Oops. and they said, yeah, we logged into the website and, um, then to try and see what time service started. And, uh, it was just trying to sell us, uh, Canadian pharmaceutical pills <laughs> And so, and I laughed and I was like, ha ha ha, that's funny. I thought he was joking. Uh And uh, no, it turns out that we did actually get hacked. Oh no. Um, And uh, so if you had Googled East Lake Tri-Cities for about a a 12 hour period, um, (laughs) we were selling Viagra, Cialis and all of the things. Uh, Let me just tell you that that's not a, like a sub ministry that we're trying to start up. Uh, the, it has been tough without the theater income, but it's uh, that's not the direction that we chose to go. Uh, that was a legitimate hack, wow. and it's been caught, and we're good to go. That's crazy. So, um, thanks to Eric for spending some time on Sunday afternoon, <laughs> basically go piecing through every single file that we've uploaded to our site, going, "How did this happen? Who? Yeah. What got How did in?" They but hack? Yeah, it's oh weird. my gosh. Yeah. Oh. So. Uh, now we're we're good. Now that if you Google good. us, that's it's good. it's like a picture of me, which is like the opposite of Viagra and Cialis. Parancha! It worked. That was the whole lead-in for the joke. Yeah, I was like, that's the that's only reason it up. you brought it up. Yep. <laughs> it was pretty great. Um, uh, that's amazing. Well, just, this is new information. To Amazing's me. not right the word. Well, for, I but, mean, amazing yeah. in a like cringy kind of <laughs> awful way. But. All right, let's do our something interesting. Um, you go first. Go okay, I go first. I would love to go first. Have you been to the tea house yet? <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's right there on G Way, uh-huh. and it's uh, what's that cross street there? It's right the hospital one. Swift and Swift. Swift. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's the old Taco Time. If you were ever, yeah. if you ever kind of went there during that phase. Um, there's and a Jimmy John's in the there's same a Jimmy building. John's in the same building. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, you can, you can go in there and they have really awesome teas. It's like bubble tea mm-hmm. and they have a cool mixture and they have a Thai iced tea there that is, I've had, well, it's called Thailandia yep, and that's it's my favorite. Fabulous. It is so good, Megan. I, I freaking love it. it. And the prices are like super reasonable for what you're doing with tea. And if you haven't checked it out, then take a time. Yeah, it's open on Sundays that. as well. So mm-hmm. like come to church and then stop by there on your way out but, or pre-order online and then it's waiting for you to go. It's great. That used to, I w- did that for probably like a month. I went every Sunday and I was like, this is really getting out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> did you get Thailandia every time? Uh, no, I like mixed it up a few times. So the first time I got taro, like a blended taro smoothie boba tea. Yeah. Cause I really like that too. And then I got Thailandia a few times and then I tried the honeybee, but that one was too sweet. Yeah. Uh, wow. Like, sweeter than Thai iced tea? I think it's just because it's so much honey Dude, in it. Dude, Thai iced tea is really sweet. I'm yeah, I know, drink but, like three cups of water after I'm done. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I think it's just because it's there's so much honey in it. Yeah. So it just, it didn't, I don't know. It just was like, it wasn't exactly yeah. my cup of tea. Pro tip. <laughs> oh, um. <laughs> pro tip. I uh, did not get, I got boba, no uh, boba, whatever things, mm-hmm. tapioca things with the Thailandia the first time. 
And that was not a win for me. Like, oh, really? Yeah, I love the boba. Really? Yeah. It was like, I don't know, the textures didn't match the what the experience that I'm trying to do with what, the Thai iced tea. Do you switch to but I, but I, but I love, you just No, no, no. I just, I just get the tea now. Oh, well, that's... But, but see, I love... I like bubble tea. So it's not like I'm like anti-bubble oh. tea. I like bubble tea, but it's yeah, got to be like, like a strawberry or raspberry, like, I don't know, oh. like smoothie sort of thing. Okay. Um, that's when I'm like, give me all the tapioca. Do, okay. do the stuff. I like them in the Thailand. With the Thai, it just felt like I'm mixing two different cultures and I'm, I'm out. But that's not. I, well, I, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you my, my pro tip. So. Well, uh, I disagree because I have the Thailand with Why don't we let our listeners, listeners try and decide one each way and then they can let us know what But I decided that I can't have it during Lent because I gave up sweets. <gasps> so, and I decided that's... And you just brought it up sweet. so it doesn't count anymore. Oh, just kidding. I know. <laughs> How's it going? How's it been going? It's fine. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> like all sweets done? Uh, Yeah. I mean like not like sugar but yeah. like desserts and candies and those kinds of things. Good for you. Yeah. Um, it, that big giant basket of candy that's down in the count room right now where you spent an hour yesterday after service, that's not tempting at all because there's an really. open bag of Skittles and Twix and Butterfinger and everything down there. No, it's, no, I don't really. know who left it. They got to take either. it because it's not going to work around here, everybody. <laughs> it's, it's super dangerous. Uh, yep. Uh, all right. What do you got? What's your something interesting? Oh, um, so... A restaurant in New York City called um, Peter Luger Steakhouse. Oh, sounds amazing already. <laughs> I'm sold. I'm in. I was like, I haven't even got to it. They, in an attempt to make their restaurant look more full during 25% capacity, borrowed wax statues from Adam <laughs> Tussauds. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love it. I knew you would love it. I love it. I was literally watching a sporting, sporting event the other day. I'm like, holy cow, they have a full stadium there. And it was, they had cutouts, but they were like, I don't know, way more realistic looking than other stadium <laughs> ones. It was super weird. I totally thought they had them. But yeah, so for a little while, you could have a drink with Don Draper at the bar. Oh my gosh, that's freaking um, awesome. Or sit next to Michael Strahan and Audrey Hepburn from Breakfast at Tiffany's at Brilliant. a table. So yeah, they borrowed statues from Madame Tussauds. I love it. That's a great idea. I know. They gave them back. They, I think they gave them back already because Madame Tussauds was able to open, but... Um, for a little while, they borrowed him, which I thought was hilarious, and I thought you would enjoy that yeah. story. <laughs> I'm in. I'm totally in. Do you watch cooking shows? Uh, occasionally, yeah. We've been watching uh, Hell's Kitchen. Oh, yeah. You were telling me before. And it's the the cook is going to be in Lake Tahoe, which is going to be pretty cool. That's like decently closer to us than anything else they've ever done. Um, and uh, yeah, I just, I just love it. I just love watching them just ruin steak and throw it in the garbage <laughs> scallops and they're just throwing them away. And you're like, oh my gosh, that's so much money. <laughs> looks so good though. And I'm all, I always watch it like late at night, like right before I go to bed and I'll be watching. I'm like, I'm so hungry right now. I'm so hungry. It's awful. I'm going to go get some cereal. <laughs> And it's, you know what it's not going to be? Uh, honey bunches. Honey bunches. <laughs> Full circle. Full circle. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for this week's episode of uh, Say Something Interesting. Thanks for uh, checking in, everybody. Have yourself a great week, and we'll be back Bye. soon.